Hello, and welcome to Fantastic Comic Fan. I am your host, R.T. Fleming, and it is my mission to help you find your next digital comic book pick from the golden age to now. I have been reading comic books for over 40 years, and have never lost my passion for comic books. Something I try to pass on to old and new readers. It's Tuesday, June 6, 2023, and this is episode 106 of the podcast. My guest for the show was one of my favorite guests, and the guest who's been on the show more than any other guest, Ross Aiken. Now, Ross does a fantastic podcast called Stop, Let's Team Up. There's a link in the show notes. Check it out. To me, Ross has a unique viewpoint and perspective on comic books. I'm always looking for ways to bring Ross back onto the show. Today's show was taped months ago. Too embarrassing to even mention. Unfortunately, it would have been part of a tragic love story string of episodes that didn't quite happen as planned. However, we are covering today the first death of Iris Allen back in the mid-1970s. However, this timing is perfect since Barry and Iris are back on track as a couple and perhaps wedding bells may come again for this couple. At last... I am on a regular schedule for the podcast and excited to be back at it. Coming in September, the podcast will be around for two years and has morphed and changed so much over the months. However, one of the main goals has been to introduce new and old fans to comic books and creators that deserve a little more attention. Comic books go back over 80 years and there are countless fantastic reads from all eras. I'm a Bronze Age baby who's never lost that fun of reading for comic books. That kind of fun is what I try to pass on to listeners. Now, if you are new to the podcast, thanks for checking it out. I hope you continue to sample the show. Look at the show notes on the Fantastic Comic Fan and follow the podcast on social media. Please subscribe. I want this podcast to continue to grow. And I've said so many times, I want to introduce fans to a different way of covering comic books. Now, on to today's show. I hope you enjoy it. Welcome back to the podcast. Today, I have Ross Aiken on. We're going back to the Bronze Age. And this is a time in DC where comics, it's a gimmick now, but once upon a time, comics didn't kill core characters. And if they did kill a core character, they stayed dead. Now, yep. And Ross does Stop, Let's Team Up, the great podcast that I I like. And I'm going to talk, Ross, talk about in just a second. But back in the mid-70s, when I was reading comic books like a 10-year-old, DC went through a massive, let's just kill characters off. They killed off the Earth 2 Batman. They killed off Aqua Baby. Yep. (laughs) Ross. Ross. uh, Arthur and Mira had a son back there. He was introduced actually back in Aquaman 23, in 1968, 65, during the, 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 I was going to say the Stoned Age, the the Silver Age, um, they bumped off the Silver Age Wonder Woman during this time. And right around this era, they bumped off Iris Allen, who was the wife of Barry Allen, the Silver Age uh, Flash. Now, Ross, before we start talking about this, tell the listeners who you are. I'm Ross Aiken. I've got, I'm the host of Stop, Let's Team Up and Gallifrey's Most Wanted. Uh, and I'm more a team guy. So this, I, I, 
be honest, I feel like a bad comic fan that I had never read this. You have never read this? No, because I didn't. I never really liked Carrie Bates' Flash. My brother loved it, and he kept trying to put it in my hand, and I kept going, eh. <laughs> so it was neat to read this trade. It was, it, was, it was neat because I remember this era really well, you know. We were, we were taping before, Ross, and I told you that just about anything from like about 77 through 79 and 80 is my sweet spot. So almost anything that came out during this era just flows to the top, no matter how terribly garbage it was at the time. It just like it just shines in my eyes. Because I was a kid, I was like between the ages of like 10 oh, and 12 yeah. when I read I, this stuff. I was third, I was 15, I guess when this came out. This is 79, 78. I was like 14 years old. Uh and I was my brother bought the comics. I didn't buy them. I didn't need to. I was starting to buy, but you know, and he got everything. So and he and everything got handed to me. Here, this is the comics I got this week. Read them. And I would sit and read them. And I can basically I can make a case that everything that DC is today, all the reboots, all the retcons, all the crises, everything that they did stems right here from Flash 275 from 1979 which has the death of Iris Allen because the event itself, and I'll, this was today, it would be a big event. But back then, I remember seeing one or two trade ads and there was not a big deal that Iris was getting bumped off. Well, but and then the way they wrote it, you're not sure she's dead until the, the next an issue in about 40 yes. pages. yes. And, and back then, there was no fan press. There was no internet. There was... Well, there was, like, they had new, these the fanzines, which was, you know, comic people reader. like Paul Levitt. Yeah, like, people like Paul Levitz and, yes. uh, and whatever and, that guy, Joe, Gerald Jones, doing Comic Reader. Yeah. And, comic Reader. And you had the Buyer's Guy, which is the precursor to the Comic Buyer's Guy. You had a little bit of the Comic Journal that was, like... A, was the Comic Journal? Yeah, the Comic Journal yes. was starting to come comics out. Comic Journal. Yeah. As a side note, the Comic Journal... Uh, offers a subscription for about 50 bucks a year where you can actually go to the old comics journal. They've got them all archived now and you can actually use them and read them and look at them. And they're really oh, great. That's cool. They're really great to get. It's a great material. mag. It was a great mag. It was a great magazine. I'm all a tomorrow's guy, but yeah. all of them are there now. And so I have not had a chance to look at much, but it's, I'm afraid to look at them. Rock them. I go down them rabbit holes and yeah, I'll be yeah, there yeah, all yeah. day. Uh, like some really crazy uh, Dave Sims interviews in that. Yes, so they have some great like... stuff. <laughs> but I remember seeing one trade ad for the death of Iris, and after that, it was it was it was really purely done to boost sales. They decided we were doing this because Flash is not doing that well. It was done to boost sales, and it boosted the sales for a little bit. But by boosting the sales and, and killing off Iris. They forfeited the long-term viability of the Flash. The Flash was well, never the same after that. Well, and- I'm, I think it's more. It, it, you, you got a good point because I was working at comic shops from '79 to '83. My local, I worked in my local comic shop. This is this is at, this is like killing and, off Sue Richards. Yeah, yeah, and this the there was you didn't have the internet, so the buzz was in the stores. And yes. if you went into the stores, and I went to more than one store, was the hardcore Flash fans were the only ones reading the book because from this until it is canceled, uh, Carrie Bates, Nate, people would pick, you know, would say nasty. It, it, it got a lot. There was a lot of negativity toward, not that they killed her. It was just that the book was 
they felt that the book was going nowhere. And when you kill, I just remember the buzz being really negative toward the whole run. I mean, by the end, Carmine's back. Yes. Carmine comes back to draw it. And people were making, were dogging his late, his late seventies, early eighties art, his art changed. Like all artists are changed. And, and at the end of it, you had, because the sales are so bad, things are so terrible. They actually took the last run. I think it went up to like 350, maybe. 350 was the last 350, issue. and they dragged that out because Flash, Flash was such the a trial terror. of the, the yeah, the trial yeah. of the Flash. They 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 dragged that out because Barry was such a poor seller. They decided, well, let's just kill him off in crisis. Yeah, and had and had they not killed off Iris, uh, uh, I believe had they not killed off Iris, they would have been able to keep the Flash more viable. He wouldn't have been killed off during crisis and all that stuff from the crisis would have been totally different. Yeah. But see, I'm going to say this and it'd be, people will hate me. I never did like Barry when the book was good or bad. He wasn't one of my favorite characters. I disliked him. He wasn't a character, but that Wally flash from Mike Barron to William Messerlobe to Jeff Johns and Mark Wade is one of the best. So I don't read solo comics. I read that religiously because I give you credit. They could, they, they washed, they had to, they got, they were allowed to start from scratch. And Barry was such a boy scout because he was created in the silver age. Yes. Where everybody is the, a paradigm, you know, Bruce is this G Willikers, golly kind of everybody's this, this archetype of the pure wholesome hero and doesn't have any flaws and i think it, it, some of this with this is you got to see barry grieve in these comics i didn't you know i this wasn't the greatest comic ever written it but he grieved for a couple gary, of gary barry go through grief and it's well i will give carrie bates it it is well written now when i was putting this together i went down like i always do ross you know me i went down some ross i mean well ross i went down some rabbit holes and this again was uh, started by Ross Andrew, who's a huge, I huge forgot about artist. The editor, yeah. He's an artist. He's been, he'd been, I mean, go look up Ross Andrew, right, Ross? Go look <laughs> him up. I mean, he wrote, I mean, he drew uh, Wonder Woman for like a decade or something. And he had, he, drew, he was one of my first Spider Man comic right? when I was reading, Sp- first reading Spider Man, he was doing Spidey. He returned to, in 1978, he returned to DC, but not as an artist. I he's had a, a history of editors. And I found that really fascinating that he really didn't draw much when he was an editor. He was an editor for, straight through 1986. And when he got, uh, he replaced Julia Schwartz. Julie. Yeah. Julie, Julie with not, number 270. So about five issues before, you know, Iris gets killed, he replaces Julie with as the editor. And initially, uh, Ross Andrew was the editor for Jonah Hex, JLA, Wonder Woman, Adventure, and The Flash. And I, I and in the past, I've, I've, I've done stuff about Ross, but I didn't connect the dots that big iconic Ross Andrew, who did a lot of stuff with Mike Esposito, which was his anchor for decades, yeah, yeah, stopped, yeah, yeah. stopped drawing and went and became an editor. Well, DC had art and art. A lot of his their editors. You got to think about it. The the public the editor in chief before who lost his job when Jeanette he was publisher when Jeanette Kahn replaced him was Carmine Antonino. Joe Orlando, who drew EC Comics, was an editor for DC. Um, Ross Andrew. God, there are a couple others that they used 
artist is it, comic book editors, not writers. It's you know, not until like Wolfman and them show up is that in Levitt's yes. that your editors are writers. You're before yes. Julie. I mean, the 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 golden age and early silver is Julie, Mort Weisinger, Boltonoff, all writers. Yes. But after that, once Carmine's in charge, it's Joe Orlando, it's Ross yes. Andrew, it's Dick Giordano. Dick Giordano, remember, he was editor in chief of DC for a decade. Yes, yes, exactly. You know, and you said you were never a big fan of Carrie Bates. And I found this extremely fascinating that Carrie Bates wrote it from issues 206 straight through to the end of the series 350. Is that because no one else wanted the gig? I have no idea why, but he wrote it from 1971 to 1985. And you know, later on in the comic market, if the writer wasn't good, they just replaced him. This is a guy who went for like 15 years writing a crappy comic book that was crappy. And you're right. A lot of the stuff, right, when I was reading it, except for the the, the uh, death of Iris, the stuff right before that, I don't like it. The stuff after that, I really don't like it. I, I honestly, after probably maybe a year after this, I was not a heavy reader of The Flash. And that whole arc where Kamei Infantino comes back and that whole trial, I can honestly say I've never totally read that whole run. Ever. It went on for like four years or something. Yeah. Some obscene long. It's something yes. Claremont. I mean, it's like, like Chris Claremont wouldn't have an arc go that long. And it's funny because this issue 275 actually starts with some really good story beats for, for Iris and Alan. You're actually thinking like, wow, they're actually going to move the needle on the character. You just don't realize by the end of the issue how far they're moving the needle. Oh, yeah, they were going to become parents. They're talking yeah, about kids. Yeah, they, they were getting ready to have children. They want to build a family. Uh, and they're thinking it's a fantastic choice. And I thought this would have been a great idea. Look, Barry and, or I'm sorry, uh, Barry and Iris getting kid having a child i mean now that's that happens a lot but back then children and superheroes didn't happen you had i think okay you had mira with aquaman and you see what happened to that kid but outside oh, of that yeah. outside of that i can only really think of like uh franklin from sue and reed that there was any viable am i wrong on, on that assessment Probably. No, that's pretty much it's there are been happy married characters since then but not before for them and they didn't Ralph have and kids. sue Ralph but they didn't sue but they didn't have kids the only person no. That had oh no 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 yeah the only parents the only parents were 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 arthur and mary and they killed off that one and yeah and it's not and, in and i think in dc it's not until I don't, who created linda park was that messer Loeb's? i don't remember yeah but that's later on much yeah later. and they have kids and they've had to bring them back because people are like why didn't you kill wally we don't want barry but, but so I they thought, had to have them both at I thought it would have been a great story point to have actually Iris and Barry have a kid. That would have been a great thing to really throw some new creative energies into the series. Obviously, it didn't happen. But Iris and Alan, I'm sorry, Iris and Barry go to this uh, masquerade party, which I give Carrie Bates a gimmick. Barry didn't get his costume in time because Barry's always late and always whatever. So he decides to go as the Flash, which is kind of funny. To go to this masquerade ball, and there's all these characters dressed up together. And actually, Hal Jordan is there briefly, you know, in, in a sequence. And there's a lot of little subplots running throughout this this whole issue, too. And then we have uh where's the um yeah, and we have all these little little 
clots and stuff during that party. Um, Barry gets shot in the arm with some hallucinogenic uh, drugs. I think it's like angel dust. And he hears Iris yelling and he goes off to find uh, Iris at the field. This crazy one note baddie, Clive Yorkin. If you look at Clive, Clive looks, Clive is a spooky looking character. He's kind of crazy. a blockbuster. He looks like a blockbuster and he's drooling and he's crazy. And he was only introduced a few issues before this arc. And he, he only is in every issue for a while. He's for about a year and then he disappears and you don't see him again. And the issue ends with a guest saying, get one of them to the hospital right away. But the other one I'm afraid is dead. Now, as a reader back then, that's a, that's a cliffhanger. Cliffhangers, especially in Marvel, are the staple. They've been there for, you know, there's your cliffhanger. You know, nobody could have really thought that I was to be dead. I mean, think, you know, that came out of, you know, you actually made the cliffhanger happen. And then, mm-hmm. and then in the next issue, Barry's recovering. He's in the hospital. He's being wheeled around by a friend out in the hospital grounds. And his friend Frank comes up to see him and starts talking. And I think that this, this where he realized that Iris is dead goes with Peter Parker seeing Gwen Stacy dead. It's the I I discovered a Doctor Who where the main care the main companion's partner is killed. And it's, it's, it's an accident. It's not a monster. But it's in, but it's all about grief. And I read this, and this is a really good take yes. on grief because the friend has this, the doctor said, "Why didn't anyone tell me?" And he's like, "Because they thought it would be better if it came from a friend." Yes, and he hands, gone, he hands Barry. he hands Barry Iris's wedding ring. Oh my like, god! Why do you have this? It's it's a great moment. It, yeah, the, it's the, the the meat. The best part of this whole trade yes. is about ten pages. Yes, from the end of one issue. To, and Barry grieves and it's like he goes to the satellite and he gets in a fight with them the the best aspects of it is of grief and you see the heroes at the funeral grieve yeah. Bruce is crying yes yes and, but the and, rest of the stuff is really one note like you said the bad guy's a one note baddie and until Zoom shows up and you go okay now it's going to be interesting it's it's kind of and it's, it's kind of interesting because spoiler people the person that actually kills Iris is the reverse flash, which leads to the more, Everything else the more well-known story, which is the trial of Barry Allen. And the reverse flash stuff goes straight, straight through all the way to the future. Now flashpoint has you know, all that stuff stems from, you know, this whole the TV arc. show. Yes. From, I mean, and I watched the first five seasons of flash. I thought it was, I was entertained when the know, greatest TV show, but but thing, and there were all these alternates of thing. Yes, yes, and it's you know, timey whiny stuff. You know, and and even in the 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 recent issues of Flash in the last few years, they still pull out the Reverse Flash who's tried to kill the loved ones of Barry Allen. You know, it's it, that's, yeah. it's still that trope. You know, and you know he was part of the villains in Flashpoint, and without all this, you might not have had a Flashpoint. You know, or that type of universe. You know, I was looking through, and. I don't know his, how to pronounce the exact name, but Alex Savick was the artist at the time. And I found it kind of funny because I went dipping in some, some uh, other things. He had started at DC in 77 and he was only on Flash for about a year. He had started in 273 uh, and he replaced Irv Novak, who had been uh, drawing the Flash since yeah. 200 in number 19, 1970, issue 200. And Alex Savick 
actually got his uh, flash thing because Julius Schwartz had approached him to do a 12-page chapter, which nobody knows about. We should talk about sometime. The Flash Spectacular that came out at this time, which teams up Barry, uh, Johnny Quick, Kid Flash, and Jay Garrick in this 80-page giant. That's where Alex got this uh, this run um, for the Flash. He was only doing the Flash for a little while, and even him, he's like, "Wow, I, you guys are actually, yeah, no, no, we're actually killing Iris. This is a, a done deal." But the trade that's out there, and we were talking about this before, it's called the Death of Iris Allen. It collects issues two seventy through two eighty four, and uh, I was going through the app, and I. I the app is so wonky. It's so crazy. Yeah. And I'm, I I didn't like save the, 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 the compendium because I thought they would have all the issues. They have a big run of flash, but they don't have number 276. And I'm like, Oh my God, how do you have like all these other issues, but not the one after she dies, which is also has that death scene in there. So I had to go look around and try to find it. And, and Ross has the, uh, or the DC unlimited service. And that, Great. Got a lot of good stuff. I highly recommend it if you can find the stuff that you're looking for on the app. It's a nightmare trying to find anything on that app. Wouldn't you you agree? Eh, Well, I've learned to navigate it, but I would like, can I do it by publication date? Marvel had that on theirs for a while. Yes. Just do it. I want a date range. I want a character, a good character search. Um, I will. The, the thing I give the bit, the, the, I'm glad they're putting the on music, but they're they are a little unwieldy because it can be a twelve hundred pages. Now, before we we end up wrapping this up, at the end of the flash run in three fifty, Iris actually comes back, yeah. and the way they do this is that when she died in two seventy five, through because her parents are actually from the future. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Correct. I just listened to a podcast. Yeah. I was listening to Earth two podcasts. They were talking about that. And what they basically did is took her spirit when she died there, put her into the future, gave her a new body. At the end of the Flash series, Iris and Barry, who also has a new face because I forget the plot points behind that, but he's no longer Barry Allen. He's somebody different. They get reunited happily ever after, go off to the sunset, only for Barry to die a couple of months later in crisis number seven, I think. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> and yeah, then seven. A- and then afterwards, Iris is actually a part of the mythos. She's part of the impulse, the Wally West stuff, and all these things. And then, as fans know, they eventually brought back Barry Allen. And the wonky DC continuity right now between uh, all the death medals and the infinite frontiers and the, the Watchmen thing that the Watchmen sequel that Jeff Johns did, you know, they play with the fact that maybe Iris and Barry remember their past together. But well, that really- was part of the original crisis ending that all of the heroes at in issue 12 who were at the end of time fighting remember both. See, and, and you know, and then when they have Barry- That's why the back, Psycho Pirate's around is see, because he's the anchor. And, and Psycho Pirates are still around. But, you know, then you had the New 52 come back and then you have the rebirth, which put a lot of the old continuity back into place. But they've always been kind of wishy-washy about Barry and Iris's relationship. You know, ever since rebirth, it's like, yeah, they're together, but are they married? Do they remember that they were married? Do they remember that she, you know, what do they, re- you know, they, they've never really settled that issue. I personally would love to see 
Iris and Barry married again. Because I think if they've done it right, it's a whole different genre. I mean, a whole different era. Mm -hmm. They've proven they can do married couples. I think if you do it right, married couples are actually strong. They proved that to me, not necessarily with the Bendis run, but having Clark and Lois back in the, the uh, 90s being married, that works. Oh, it worked them, fine. And worked putting them fine. together now, putting them together now, even with Bendis's run, I love seeing Lois and Clark together. And that it works Lois, better. It's, um, I liked it when Wally married Linda Park yes. and then they had kids. And, Wally and was a worked. great character in, yes. in The Flash. So I would love to see Iris. And they had to bring her back. She's, she's yes. now a speedster. Yes, I would love to see Iris and Alan marry again. Why not have kids? They proved it can be work because some of the best Lois Lane and Clark and Superman stuff is where they play off the subtleness. There's a there's stuff where in the Lois Lane Maxi series before we wrap up, she's like, he's always watching me. He always knows what's going on. He's always sees me, but he dares not interrupt my life or get into anything that I'm trying to do. He knows I can handle myself. And I just think that you know, that dynamic between Clark and Lois is so great. I would love to see them better explore it with Iris and Barry now that they're both together. But back then in the Bronze Age, oh my gosh, they killed off Iris Allen, who'd been around since the very first appearance of The Flash, who launched the Silver Age of comic books. And it was just, a, you know, I can't believe they, they, I mean, it's all decades old, but it's like, wow, they actually did that back then. And to me, again, they ruined The Flash from that point on. Yeah, there was no I'm redeeming. Did you character. read? Did you read Wally in the? I read Wally back and forth throughout the uh, the time, but I would read it and then not read it and then read it and then not read it. But no, not not always. I'm a bigger yeah. fan. I'm a bigger. You know, uh, a couple of years ago, we wrap up again. A couple of years ago, when uh, Wally took over the Flash title for a while. And they brought back his kids and and Linda and all that. I'm like, I don't know. I kind of like having Barry in it. And it made a really great run, you know, to have, you know, where Wally was going through time and that whole, you know, the dinosaur. I like that miniseries where he's going through time. All that stuff was really good. I would love to see Wally have his own title. Barry have a title that's not so Well, go back with what Wade and John's, yeah. especially Wade, is that they're all there. Because Wade wrote impulse and that he had matched mercury as a mentor and jay that the speedsters are a family because they're all pulling their power from the same source yes and i think that's kind of what they've done and i've read some of the the new 52 and the rebirth flash it's pretty good yes it's ross, pretty good i mean so ross i'm gonna have you on again we're taping actually when this comes out somewhere around this thing we're also talking about jane loring before Identity Christ, we're going to be taping that probably, hopefully soon, but that'll be out about the same time. Ross Aiken, stop. Let's team up. Thanks for joining me today. I appreciate you coming on. Thanks for having me, man. Well, that's it for today's podcast. Again, I would love to hear from you at fantasticcomicfan at gmail.com. Remember, new episodes every Wednesday. Thanks so much for listening to this episode, and I hope to see you next time.